Hello and welcome back to The Brunch Files, where we serve up bottomless brunch-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Tegan and Rachel, and on the menu today we have episode three of our Silly Season series. And this one we're going to be talking about balancing wellness and enjoyment this Christmas. We have a very special guest for this one today, sports nutritionist and fitness coach Paige Krigger here to join this chat, help us workshop some of the challenges Christmas throws at us when it comes to indulging and balancing that with enjoying ourselves, um, you know, and all those things that keep us feeling good uh, with Christmas pudding. <laughs> yeah. So welcome so much, Paige. We have also already – welcome so much. Welcome, <laughs> Paige. We have already um, filmed a longer episode with Paige that sort of gives a bit more context into her background and all of her sort of expertise in her journey with coaching and moving from Australia to London and body image and all the things. So that will be coming early in the new year. But we thought while she was here with us in Australia because she's based in London, we take the opportunity to talk about health and fitness in the lead up to the Christmas period, which can often be a really big source of stress for a lot of people. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me back. (laughs) Exciting. I'm excited to chat about this one because this is something that I have struggled with um, probably every year uh, Mm. because I feel like you can feel like you're doing so well um, and you're ticking all the boxes and, you know, being on track, quote unquote, as we've spoken about in previous episodes. But then, you know, Christmas rolls around and all the weeks leading into Christmas with the parties and the gatherings and all the beautiful, amazing, wonderful food that comes with Christmas and then you get to probably, you know, the first week of January and you, uh, well, I say I will start feeling really disgusting or, you know, the, the sort of negative language I'll use with myself because mm. I felt like I've overindulged and undone all my progress, which is not necessarily the case. But I feel like it can be a really tricky time to navigate when you, um, you know, want to enjoy yourself, but also um, not necessarily get off track with your goals. Mm. Yeah, I definitely can understand what you're saying first of all merry christmas everyone <laughs> um what an exciting time uh i i think it's it's really it's a really challenging time but i often you know even myself when i look at um how i approach this season is about i guess remem- remembering or reminding myself that there are seven days in a week and mm. therefore there are you know if you if you times seven by sorry yeah seven by three then how like you know that's 21 21 meals that you that you're having and they're just main meals mm. um that you're having across a week and then you know you times that by the month and there's a lot of meals mm. that you're having and in that time how many meals are you really having out mm. you know you're not having 21 well if you are like <laughs> It's a lot of money. <laughs> Can we have some of that budget, please? Exactly, exactly. They need to revert back to your, one of your other podcast um, episodes where you're talking about budgeting. Um, but you're not likely having 21 meals out. And, and it's how are you actually spending your time or, you know, how are you enjoying those other meals that are aligning with whatever your goal is. Mm. Firstly, I would always suggest over a Christmas period that you do not even try and attempt dieting. Like that's Mm. just setting yourself up for failure. And why are you doing that to Mm. yourself? There's absolutely no need to do that. You know that it's going to be an indulgent time. And there are ways that you can, you know, counteract having larger meals and then so, you know, reducing down meals at other times. Um, But I would – but – Pretty much all my clients, I try and advocate for a maintenance period over the Christmas mm. period because of the sole fact that it's just going to be too hard to diet. Mm. Uh, and but also dieting would take away so much from the joy. enjoyment of joy. the time. Exactly, yeah, it's not just about 
your physique or your physical. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's just about like, yeah, it's really ultimately about mm. how that you're manage how you're managing the week in general. When are you scheduling in the times that you're going to exercise? What does that look like? Are you prioritizing having water? And also acknowledging that you, ha- at the end of the day, you ultimately have control of what you put in your mouth. Mm. And if you are consuming food that doesn't make you feel good that's a choice that you that you're making Mm. Uh, and don't get me wrong on Christmas day I'm going to fill my face with as much food as I want Mm. but I'm not going to feel guilty for it because I know that I've made that choice it's when you're making choices or you're doing things that are like not within your conscious that you're that's what you feel guilty for so Mm. if you like acknowledge for yourself you know what um I, I deserve to enjoy this day and I but I'm also going to make sure that I, you know, have some source of, you know, fruits and veggies across mm. the day and have sources of protein. Um, but I am going to enjoy myself and, and just moderate my intake to understand my fullness and hunger cues. Mm. You know, it's it's only really a couple of meals or a couple of days. Mm. It's not the entire month. Yeah. Why do you think it is we feel these pressures? around Christmas time and I guess it's something we will talk a lot about in our other episode with you but I guess there's that sort of pervasive diet culture and that pressure to you know be the smallest we can be do you think that plays a part in in these feelings I think that there's a feeling from people that they're never going to be able to have this food again because it's bad food because because Mm. they label it as bad food Mm. and so I'm never going to be able to have this food again and so I'm going to need to consume it all now Mm. and so if I have it all today then I'm not going to have it tomorrow and so then that's Mm. that's good right so like when if you think about it you you know when you go and you like say for example around Easter and there's chocolate and, and hot cross buns and, and, hot cross buns buns. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you're like, if you say to yourself that you can only have those foods around that time, mm. you're going to want to eat all of them mm. and all at that time. Mm. But if you give yourself permission to have those foods sporadically across the week, across the month, across the year, it's like it's like when you tell a child that they can't have something, yeah. they're like, well, now that you've told me I can't have it, I'm going to have it behind your back yeah it's the same mentality so if you're saying to yourself and you're going into christmas Mm. and like there's pavlova or whatever and you're like i can only have pavlova at christmas time Mm. well then you're going to want to have three slices of it because you're never going to have it again for me it's christmas pudding i'm one of those strange people that loves like christmas pudding that is strange (laughs) that is i hate christmas pudding i I just i think i don't like the raisins no i hate raisins you guys not like hot cross buns as well then I have uh, hot cross buns without I like the raisins. I used to really like raisin toast. Yeah, I, love raisin I don't know toast. what it is yeah, about raisin like toast, but then like anything else, like cooked, I don't really like cooked um, like apricot or like <gasps> things like that. Like it just, See, I of, would, if I, I was to know. pick what my favorite dessert of all time, it'd be Christmas pudding with custard. Like I oh. adore it. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, no can't <laughs> yeah. relate. Cannot, cannot relate. I've tried so hard mm-hmm. to like it yep. and I just don't. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's that whole thing. I th- I honestly I think personally that is the reason why a lot mm, of people yeah. are so fixated on like gotta have everything at Christmas, <gasps> where it's like you know 
It Could resonates you, so much. Mm, I yeah. recognise that in myself. I'm like, well, it's Christmas Day. I can let loose and this yeah. is my time to enjoy. Yeah. And then you feel sick and disgusting and you're like, well, that wasn't a wise decision. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, yeah, if you gave yourself permission to, you know, yeah. have whatever the foods that you have at Christmas at any other point, if they were available to you, mm. I, I honestly believe that some people wouldn't have the struggles that moderation they necessarily would have. Yeah, it's just moderation in general, right? Do you think it's also because I feel like when you're coming into Christmas, like for here in Australia, it's summertime. Mm. So I feel like there's often a lot of pressure to diet in the lead up to summer. So people oh, might yeah. have been dieting Somebody. through, you know, the springtime and then they get to summer and they might have, you know, dropped that weight and they're feeling comfortable. So then it's kind of like, oh, I can, you know, I, I got here, I can just like let loose yeah. now. And then it's like that cycle mm. and then the new year rolls around and it's like, yeah. you know, every you can't go like two metres without seeing an advertisement for a gym or some yeah. sort of diet program or yeah. whatever. So it just becomes this like cycle. Definitely. I think, and that's the reason why I do advocate for clients to like, if you're going, if you're going to want a diet to in the lead up to summer and you live in Australia, for example, you would then uh, I would be advocating for you to start a diet around sort of like your July period so that then you can get to a point in say you know October where you can then start a reverse diet to start maintain the results that you've seen start slowly increasing your food so that then when you do get to December and you do get to the Christmas period that you're actually on decent amount of calories that your body isn't going to basically just like suck in all the food it's just going mm. to be like it's your mentality is going to be more around maintenance so that then you can be like, I don't have to eat all this food because mm. I am not starving anymore. Not that mm. you should be starving, you know, mm. like you should have moderate diet. But if you are in a point where you're like, you know, in a decent deficit, you know, you will want to eat more food. So if we can get your calories up to a decent level by the time that Christmas rolls around, you should be be able to consume like flexibility around mm. food and not really see too many negative changes do you find it's something that the majority of your clients sort of struggle with this time of year uh I don't necessarily like I think I'm because I've been working with a lot of my clients for yeah. a long period of time um it's more around when things get really busy people mm. really struggle with like I'm really busy at the moment I don't like I just feel like I'm losing all my progress or that oh, I'm not yeah. able to balance um, being busy and my goals. And is it like things like other habits that you would have during the year kind of fall to the wayside or they're struggling to maintain getting the steps that they were trying to get or do their meal prep and things like that? Is it? Yeah, it's more, it's more like I have like multiple meals out this week and so I don't see there to yeah. be a point in – focusing on my nutrition goals where I'm like that's actually the time when mm. it's going to be so helpful for you to do so because the other day like because the other days or the other meals across the week we can manage them we can mm. monitor them and then you don't have to feel so crappy about yourself um, because you don't need like you shouldn't feel mm. bad about yourself for mm -hmm. having a having enjoyed a couple of meals out mm. you need to learn these habits or you need to learn these things around food now because then when you do have the time to be able to dedicate a little bit more time and energy into it you're going to be even more successful mm -hmm. because you're going to have been able to navigate it when you've been busy and when you've had a lot going on uh mm -hmm. so it's more just about working with clients a lot more closely mm -hmm. to be like how can we how can I continue to educate you around food making the choices like what are the days that in which or the meals in which you've decided that they're the ones that you're going to eat out and indulge mm -hmm. in and enjoy okay what are we going to do with the other meals and how are we going to navigate yeah. that and what's your approach to it yeah I guess it's like really fighting that all or nothing 
mentality because I feel like when it comes to Christmas, yeah, if you have like four meals out, it's like, what's the point of even doing like a decent yeah. grocery shop? Because you're just not going to be able to eat. There. You're just like, oh, well, let the week go. Like you've ruled the yeah. whole week out just because you've had a bad day. Is yeah. Sort of trying yeah. to undo that kind of thinking. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But like, why would you rule a whole week out when really you probably had maybe four, like, I don't know about you guys, but four meals out in a week, that's mm. a lot. Like, yeah. that's a lot of. A lot, a lot of, of meals out. Outings. A lot of social outings. Mm. Like social battery drained and also like budget. budget. <laughs> yeah. Completely out the window. So, you know, if you are, say going out for three meals, like that, that's, you know, you've got 18, is it 18? Yeah, 18 other meals that you can then ma- monitor and manage. Like mm. that's not a whole week. No, yeah. You know, that's really only one day out of seven. Mm. Still going to be six out of seven. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself falling into, um, I guess, negative self-talk around this where you have indulged and, I mean, I feel like you're in a really good place now and we learn more about that in our other episode and you've had a whole journey with um, from one extreme to the other and you've found yeah. sort of wellness and balance. But do you ever have moments where you find those old habits and thought patterns creeping in and if so, what do you do about it? How do you sort of short-circuit that? Absolutely. Um, yes, Definitely. Uh, mine unfortunately is a little bit more of I when I'm like stressed or I have things going on I don't eat mm-hmm. uh, and so where I have to really pick myself up um, and typically my body will res- my body will give me signals and uh, I'm very grateful that I can listen to those signals and I can hear them um, typically it's around hormones and things like that uh, or not sleeping uh, mm-hmm. and so when that happens, that's what kind of pulls me out of it. When I'm having negative time around food, um, I essentially am like, uh, I know personally, and this isn't for everybody, but I personally am typically at that point not tracking. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have to get back into tracking yeah. because that's the only way that I'm going to be able to make sure that I'm eating enough food. Because I, when I try and r- remove away from tracking, if I'm not in a good headspace, I will undereat. Yeah. And so I just really actively try and make sure that I'm – and I'm not doing it every day. I'm just sort of like checking in with where I'm at in mm. terms of my intake. And because I eat pretty much the same foods every day anyway, it's not too hard to figure out where I can add more food in so mm. that then I don't need to continue to track. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it's when I'm when I'm having those negative self – when I'm having that negative self-talk, it's just basically being like, is this what's serving me for – you know, the amount of exercise that I'm doing for um, my hormones, all those types of things. No, because I'm not sleeping and this isn't happening. And so therefore I need to make a change. And that's basically how I then move back into being a, being out of that negative mm-hmm. headspace. And with clients, um, what sort of uh, things do you suggest they implement? I know you've uh, talked me through before switching the part of your brain that you're engaging with into doing something logical like yeah. a puzzle or a Sudoku. Do you mm-hmm. mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, no, I actually learned this when I was going through, um, so when I was going through some really bad disordered body image um, time, I would struggle with, I'd have to, I, what I would continue to do is like go to the mirror and body check. I would do yeah. that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and so I went and saw, you know, a psychologist and one of the things that has stuck with me and that I, you know, palm off to clients all the time is you've got to switch your body, switch your brain, sorry, from the emotional part of your brain to the logical part of your brain. And this is typically for females. It's not so much for males. Some males, 
they already have a very logical brain anyway. They're not as much in the emotional um, aspect. But for females, if you can try and flip your when you when you are so for me when I was body checking. I would then be like, oh, I'm body checking. I have to go and do a piece of my jigsaw puzzle or I have to go and do a Sudoku um, and try and complete that because I'm moving from the emotional, like being talking emotionally to then logically having to actually complete something. Mm. And so the more that I was then going, once I like recognized that I was doing something emotional and moved into my logical part of my brain, I was then rewiring my brain to be like, that emotion isn't valid because why am I trying to mm. change into a logical thing each yeah. time? And so the emotions the, aren't facts. Feelings emotion, aren't facts. Exactly. Yeah. But hitting, you know, nine numbers in a square, I, I got that. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> I got that. And so every time that I did that, it just really like reiterated. And then to the point where I stopped body checking because mm. I didn't want to go into a Sudoku <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um and yeah, so I got to that point, which was like really great. And so that's why I really try and like, you know, pass on those messages uh, mm. and whether it be, you know, if you're like, yeah, sometimes it's about that. Sometimes it can also be like journaling. So like, why are you essentially just like trying to talk to yourself about understanding why you're feeling that way? Mm. And like, the more that you write it out and the more that you discuss it with yourself, mm. the more that you're actually going to get to the you're going to get cause. to the root cause as to why that's coming up and then, you know, being able to actually talk through and then read through mm. how you actually got yourself out of that as well. Yeah. Um, it's really helpful. Do you journal, Tegan? I, this no. is something that Paige has suggested so many times for me and I just <laughs> – I feel so uncomfortable putting, like, my deepest, darkest yeah. thoughts on a page that someone could read and it I know – It feels so embarrassing. Yeah. Even though it's, like, no one has to even see it. I mean, yeah. I used to as a child and that would have been super embarrassing as, like, a teenager, the things I wrote, but, like, I just haven't done it since and I know there's been times where you've suggested it for me, Paige. Um, you've never, you don't do it? No. No. But I'm really – yeah. I know there's lots of benefits. I think I would almost need – like I sit down, like I we write for a job basically, mm. and then I sit down and try to write. Like I remember even doing the check in sometimes, just trying to think of three things I was grateful for for the day it was so hard. Yeah, even though because it does, you know, you just kind of think like it has to be something profound. Yeah, um, which it so, really doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that's where I get stuck. It's almost with journaling. It's almost like stage fright. It's like oh, I don't yeah. feel like I have anything valid to write, but it's like it doesn't have to be. No, it's just like, it's just like honest and it doesn't even need to be a whole page, you know, it can just be like half a page and it's just like, you know, so for me when I was started journaling a lot more sort of halfway through last year, I was writing to uh, like some of like writing to someone, it was like Mm. a fake person and I was just writing to them like I was writing them a letter and Mm. I just started writing them a letter every day and then after doing that for a bit of time, I was like, you know, I probably don't need to write to this person anymore that <clears throat> is no longer with us. <laughs> I probably don't need to write to them anymore. So maybe I'll just like write to myself. Mm. And so then I just like kind of was writing to my future me. Mm. And uh, yeah, it could, it was honestly just about like what I did during the day. Mm. And sometimes I maybe didn't have such a great day. And so I was talking to them and sort of saying, I was, well, talking to myself and being like, you know, yeah, you know, you may not have had a good day today, but, you know, this is what you've got planned tomorrow. And, um, you know, this was one good thing that came from the day. And it's not like you're not having to talk necessarily about like what's going on in your head. It can mm. just be about what's happening. Mm. And the more that you, the practice of writing, of just like discussing 
things that are going on, mm-hmm. the more that then you'll be able to get into more of like your feelings and, and mm-hmm. what's going on internally for you um, yeah. if you need to, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so in terms of we're thinking about the festive season and the holiday season and around how we can sort of approach it in a healthy and like happy way, I guess, and, you know, enjoy it for what it is. You've mentioned obviously trying to not actively diet during that yeah. phase and just set yourself up for failure. But what are some of the other tips that you would sort of counsel your clients with around this time of year to sort of set them up for success? Yeah. Um, so it's about like kind of for me and for my clients, setting your non-negotiables. Like what are your non-negotiables for this week that you want to achieve? Mm-hmm. So you want to uh, exercise how many times this week? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to fit that into your schedule? How, I, like, how are you fitting in your water intake? And if you are drinking, are you going to have a little bit more water on those days? Mm. Uh, what, like, how are you getting in your fruits and vegetables mm. if you are going out to eat that week? It's, it's the real like going back to those small basics of your of the healthy habits and the non and the non negotiables that you have in that you're focusing on in in your life. Really, like, what mm. is going to make you feel happy and healthy? Mm. Um, if you're really struggling with going to the gym, can you get an accountability buddy? that you can mm. meet at the gym and, you know, cause you know that you're going to be hungover tomorrow, but you also have to meet Tegan mm. at the gym. Yeah. So mm. Rach, you better get out of bed yep. because otherwise they're going to be there. And that's, you know, you don't want to let your friend down. Yeah. Uh, and so it's about finding ways that you can show up for yourself. Mm. Uh, even when, you know, you're, you've got lots going on and yeah. it's about scheduling time blocking how if you are going out for dinner and you know that you're going out for dinner it'll probably be a late night do you really need to go to the gym the the next day then if you know that you may not want to maybe that day you just go for a walk Mm. and it's like okay you don't have to like go to the gym every single day Mm. you can just go for a walk but it's like getting up going from going and doing movement just moving in some way Mm. and then blocking out when your events are, when you're going to put in your time for your exercise and how you're going to lay out your week um, Mm. in terms of just those healthy habits. I love that uh, um, non-negotiables suggestion. I think I'm going to give that some thought because I think I'm someone that probably uses this time of year as a bit of an excuse sometimes um, to – and, like, I think there's something to be said for allowing yourself that flexibility and uh, grace to enjoy yourself, to maybe let some of your, Mm. you know, rigid – morning routine fall to the wayside or whatever there's a few there's some days around Christmas when that should be okay but um I think it can be easy to be like oh it's basically Christmas two weeks out oh it's basically still Christmas two weeks after or nothing and yeah and so it's like oh I'll just let this keep sliding and what are the if we're going to do like a little bit of tough love um when do we sort of need to call ourselves out uh, for using Christmas as an excuse slash do we need to do that so like you mean in terms of like not not doing, you know. Oh, yeah, and not sort of um, prioritising your goals, I suppose. Yeah, or your health or the things that make you feel good. And I love yeah. the way you put that. It's not, you know, um, prioritising your diet. or pro- It's prioritising the foods that make you feel good or the movement that makes you feel good. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, calling yourself out. It's it's basically I – and that's why I'm, like, such a strong advocate for those, like, weekly check-ins, right? Mm. Because you are pulling yourself up. Mm, and yeah. if you don't do a weekly check-in – or you just don't check in with yourself, with somebody that's close to you, with a coach, you're going to continue to snowball mm. because you're not actually having a point in which you're like stopping yourself and like mm. reflecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that time when you're doing that, it's like how 
you know, yes, I had a lot of events on, but again, like I was saying before, like how was I showing up for the non-negotiables that I want to set for myself? How was my nutrition across the week as a whole, not focusing just on the events that you had because you already agreed to those and Mm. you gave yourself permission for those. But the other meals that are outside of those events, how are you showing up for yourself? Yeah. And like, are you just then using it as an excuse of like, well, I had leftovers. Um, Yeah, you had leftovers, but did you add a salad to your leftover? Mm. Like to your leftovers? Like add some goodness as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, why do you, you know, likely if say, for example, you have a big roast for, you know, your Christmas, you're going to have leftovers from that. Um, That's, probably protein, potatoes and some vegetables. Maybe you have a dessert as part of it. That's great. Have like, if you are going to have it as leftovers for the next continued days, focus on it still having like your main meals Mm. and then have a dessert for dinner. Like you don't need to have all the dessert. It goes back to that whole thing again. For lunch and brekkie. (laughs) Exactly. It goes back to that whole thing again of like giving yourself permission to have it over the continued continuous days but focusing on that just being once per day Mm. and focusing on the other meals that you're having as being you know nutritious and like good for you and Mm. remembering that like you know health is wealth and Mm. that you're doing it to feel healthy Mm. not because you're trying to like you know counteract the meals that you're having Mm. you're doing it because you just want to feel good yeah Yeah. and move your body as well right like let's keep moving yeah yeah Really important question. What are your favourite Christmas foods, Paige? Oh, <laughs> what are I'm you looking like forward such to a plain in? Jane though. Like mm-hmm. I am so plain. I just can't wait for like my grandma's roast. Like oh, she yum. cooks a mean roast. Um, you know, like <laughs> I'm so honestly so plain. Like I love fruit salad. Mm, like yeah. and I can overdose on fruit salad <laughs> to the point where like I my stomach's like rolling. I do um unfortunately my grandma passed away a couple of years ago and she was like the queen of desserts so she Mm. had so many desserts pavlova cheesecake all those types of things and i'm like gluten and dairy intolerant so Mm. i don't and so like typically i'm like i i'm willing to forego you know the bad tummy issues that are going to be created (laughs) on those days um but yeah so probably a bit of pav Mm. looking forward to some pav uh and yeah just good roast a great roast oh and we're also having breakfast uh like homemade breakfast at my dad's in the morning Mm. or my grandma's he's good i love a good family christmas breakfast yeah Yeah. and just like some really great sourdough and smoked salmon oh yeah Mm. yeah like uh, uh, to be honest just moving like not moving sorry coming back to the to the oz from from the uk um i'm just looking forward to this in general being here and having smashed avocado oh yeah is that not a thing in the uk no no they it is a thing it's just that the avocado tastes like water oh (laughs) so weird yeah well no it's just like their food is like oh my god now it's gonna sound like i'm bashing them but like they're just their food isn't as fresh but that's because they also they they import all of their fruits and vegetables because of their right yeah yeah, exactly so yeah yeah it's a lot of avo on christmas morning yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly now even if um we are one of those people that decides or, you know, kind of falls into the trap of using Christmas as a bit of an excuse and we have a bit of an indulgent month or, you know, four weeks or whatever. Do we have to feel afraid that that's going to, quote unquote, like ruin our bodies, ruin our progress? Like, does it mean we're 
like totally fallen off the bandwagon and we might as well just give up come January 1 or do we have to hit the gym straight away? Like how would you approach? Because I, I know that's probably a relatable thing for a lot of people and that, of course. you know, that the, before you know it, December starts and then all of a sudden it's yeah, February it's and you're like, where did it go? How yeah. do we approach the new year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that it's just, you know, something that I'm just like a huge advocate, advocate for is just like a slow and steady wins a race, right? Like you don't need to go – January 1 and then all of your habits change like Mm. let's just start building healthy habits Mm -hmm. from the 1st of January or whenever Mm -hmm. you decide that you want it it doesn't have to be the 1st of January it doesn't have to be a Monday Mm. just like what are you going to do tomorrow that's going to make you um, start to progress towards your goals first of all sit down and figure out what they are Mm. because if you're going to just go I'm going to be healthy well that's not nothing you know, you haven't said nothing anything. actionable there. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing specific there, is there? So um, trying to like focus on, okay, what is your goal? Like mm. what are you actually wanting to achieve? And don't also feel like it has to be a phallus goal. Um, mm. Like maybe you want to run yeah, 10Ks. Goals yeah, good. like yeah. how about we like set a goal of you want to do five chin-ups or whatever it might be. Mm. Okay, and then it's like what are the habits that we're going to create around that? And once you start you know, doing that. So that's obviously you're going to have to go to the gym or you're going to have to do some type of activity, right? Mm. And then everything else that comes around that, mm. you know, that, okay, well, you want to start drinking some more water, start doing that. Yeah. You want to just start going on a walk once per day and you just start doing that. And then mm. each day or each every couple of days, just adding another, um, another healthy habit. Mm. You know, there's so many that you can choose from, from, you know, extra vegetables, you know, having a bit more protein, mm. you know, having some more legumes or beans in your diet, like whatever it might be. Implementing mm. a step goal can be really helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe not putting so much butter on your toast. Yeah. You know, just small, like if, if it, again, if it's fat loss, but it's just small things mm. um, that you can do essentially just to like start, your the process because it's that whole thing right it's a it's a snowball Mm. so like once you do one thing and you start feeling better from that you're going to continue to want to do more yeah um and then you know you got into the middle of the year Mm. and you're feeling really great and you've you know maybe you achieved your five chin-up goal yeah Mm. and it's really unlikely that even if you did kind of splurge in december that you splurge that much that you've totally yeah made yourself like you know. If you're not gaining 10 kilos. No. <laughs> no. And and if you have, then, you know, you just need to start the process of, you know, developing those habits. Like mm. it just also like not beating yourself up about like, because the more that you're going to be like, if you do have a big December, mm. the more that you beat yourself up about the fact that you've had a big December, that's going to feed into January. And so it's just like calling yourself out and being like, okay, yeah, probably overrate a little bit in December, but December's gone and I can't change it now. Yeah. Let's just move forward. Mm. What am I going to do to start feeling better today? What would you say um, as a little Christmas message to um, anyone listening who might be feeling a bit nervous about Christmas and knowing they sometimes lose control around food or they're stressed about it or some of those awful um, things that we sometimes feel around, um, you know, those disordered patterns of eating and and Christmas and the challenges that brings. What would you, um, what would be your message, I suppose? And you look, give it to me because, you know, this is probably something you you tell me in my check-ins for context um, page is my nutrition coach. But um, yeah, what would you tell me in my pre-Christmas check-in when I'm stressing about, you know, losing progress and um, eating too much at Christmas time? Yeah. Well, I guess like everything that I've just said, right, about Mm. remembering that every day you wake up and you have a choice of what 
you want to do with your body, how you want to eat and what you consume. And just remembering that, you know, one day of overeating is not going to undo hard work, just like one day of undereating is not going to, you know, make life-changing um, progress. It's all about putting one foot in front of the other, making sure that you have somebody to check in with and that you are accountable to so that then if you do feel like you're starting to snowball, that you can check in with them and be like, hey, remember when I told you this? I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Just like make sure that you have somebody because that is so critical. Mm. Uh, and just remembering that it's, yeah, it's about the choices that you make when you are outside of the events or even when you're in, inside the events. Like what are you doing to – or what are you eating or what are you – doing that makes you feel good Mm. rather than like trying to just like fit in all the food that you feel like you have missed out on or avoid everything that you would normally love to eat but you feel like you can't yeah exactly Mm. have a little bit of that and a little bit of the food that makes you feel good Mm. so have a little bit of the chocolate have a little bit of the pav have a little bit of the broccoli have a little bit of the meat Mm. and have all of it in moderation because mm. you know you can have the pav again you can have not just the like last time so <laughs> the last time just like you will have you know your meat and your broccoli again mm. it's just about how you're like filling your pe- plate the in a balanced way mm. um that you know that's going to set you up for a more enjoyable christmas and a more enjoyable december really mm. uh and also just remember um to you know enjoy yourself around alcohol but also you know have some days where you're not drinking as Mm. well because it's also not that great for the head yeah (laughs) you're not going to feel that great the next day yeah try and have some water oh everyone's my sleep i know that much just try and have just try and have maybe a water in between a champagne right Mm. (laughs) amazing well look thank you so much Paige. it's been such a great chat and we're so looking forward to our um our sort of deep dive episode where we um, talk all things you and health and nutrition and fitness. Um, but if just for our listeners, you can find Paige on um, on social media, Paige K Health. And also, if you haven't followed us yet, you can jump on and find us at thebrunchfiles.podcast. So yeah, if you've enjoyed today, send us a message. If you have questions for Paige, send us a message. Um, give us your feedback. Tell us um, maybe some of your struggles that you have around Christmas time and if this has been helpful. Yeah, and we hope you feel encouraged. I know I do. Mm. Oh, good. Um, and I'm so glad. hopefully we can all sort of get through this Christmas period together and, yeah, just enjoy it for what it is and yeah. um, which is about spending time with, it, time with our friends and family and, and loved ones and just, yeah, having fun. Yeah, really exactly. And, yeah, just remembering that it's all about just, yeah, enjoying every single moment, right? Just yeah. be present. Yeah. Don't try and put so much pressure on yourself. Everybody's putting so much pressure on, like, what this month means and it's like – this month is like every other month where we have events. There mm. just needs, seems to be a little bit more pressure on these events. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just just enjoy yourself and remember that one day at a time. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Paige. And thank you to everyone who listened today. And we will catch you all in the next one. Bye. See ya. The Brunch Files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, meet, work and play. The Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and of course any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. 
While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously. And it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy. Oh, 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 oh